one and two evil is done to you and then you pay the evil with good most people find it very much easier to pay good with good but that doesn't necessarily make you a Christian everyone can do so even other people of different religious background pay good for good even people who don't even believe in God or who deny the existence of God pay good for good so what is the difference between you and the unbeliever who pays good for good? For you as a Christian, for us to be able to have an evidence that you're a Christian is the fact that you pay good for evil. Are you with me? Yes, Bishop. Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, the verse 33 to the verse 34, the verse 33 says that love thy neighbors. Alright? Love thy neighbors. And he goes ahead to speak of the fact that pay if your neighbor pays good for good and you equally pays good for evil what difference are you or how different are you from the people of the world so you your enemy does evil to you so you equally pay your enemy with evil and the verse 34 says that you should love your enemies and he says pray for your enemies hallelujah he says what pray for your enemies i want to quote it for you matthew chapter 5 pastor paul can you help me read matthew chapter 5 verse 33 34 matthew chapter 5 yes verse 33 34 You have also heard that people were told in the past. Okay, so he says that you have heard that people were told in the past. Do not break your promise. So this is what they have been told, that they shouldn't break their promise. But do what you have vowed to the Lord to do. Okay. Verse 34. Mm-hmm. But now I tell you, mm-hmm. do not use any vow when you make a promise. Do not swear by heaven. So, another question is that you have heard that you should do good for good. But Jesus said, He has come to tell you, He said, But I have come. Anytime you hear the statement, But I tell you, it means that the statement that came after the first statement is much higher than the previous statement. Or the statement that comes after the But disqualifies the statement that came before the But. So He said, You have heard that you should love your neighbors as thyself and then you should hate your enemies so that, but i have told you that you should love thy enemies then he said you should pray for them that persecute thee is this your question that you should pray for them that persecute thee but my main stance is the verse 3 and i'll do the verse 4 now if you are a christian and you, a christian and you can't pay good for evil What's the difference between you and the heart of an unbeliever? You are quick to pay evil for evil. Okay. This person said this against you. You do you want to destroy them because they said something things against you. That wasn't fun. They spoke ill about you, so you equally want to speak ill about them. Why would you not keep quiet if you know that what is within you that will come out as a result of the evil they are paying you? Why don't you just keep quiet about that? If you know your words are going to be hateful, if you know your words are going to be destructive as their words were to you, why don't you be quiet? The book of Romans chapter 12 verse 18 says, If possible, you be at peace with all men. It says, if possible. So first, it depends on you. Live at peace with all men. So long as it depends on you, if possible, live at peace with all men. And it is possible to live at peace with all men. I'm teaching you true now. It is possible to live at peace with all men. This man may not be at peace with you. But so long as it depends on you, you have to live at peace with them. Are you okay? They might be as long as with you. They might have an issue with you. 
But so long as it depends on you, live at peace with what? With them. Now, what happens is that I think on Friday I was with Pastor Celia and Pastor Paul were discussing the pastor. Celia was telling me how that some people uh, were speaking ill of me. And one particular person just called her and was speaking ill of me. And she didn't understand because she didn't have a cordial relationship sort of with this person. And then, so when I hear the news, am I supposed to be offended? And then begin to speak evil about them. No. I said, I don't have any issue against any of them. These are my reasons for separating from these people. But for me, I love them. I don't have anything against them. There are things that were done that make me separate myself from them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I hate them. And Pastor, I wanted to just let it go. Hallelujah. Are we okay? So, when people speak ill of you, when people do evil things against you, learn how to do good to them so not ask you depends on you. Because they are doing evil because of the condition of your heart. But you, the condition of your heart is different because scripture says that we should guard our heart with all diligence. And because we are Christians, there is a need for us to guard our hearts. Are we okay? We must guard our hearts. And so if you, you the believer, you are reacting to situations like an unbeliever, then it means that there has been an influence of the evil one in your heart. How do you behave when you are angry? When someone is angry at you and they are behaving in a particular way, do you equally behave in the way they are behaving? Do you behave in the manner at which they are behaving? So, they said, uh, let's use our account word, Abuwa. Then you equally say bad Abuwa. Or you are supposed to keep you because you know that what is going to proceed from your mouth is not going to be good. So you are supposed to just keep quiet. Are we okay? In guarding our heart, it's not only that we do sin, but we speak well also. Guard your heart to speak well, because out of it proceeds the issues of life. People who have not been able to guard their heart have found themselves in many problems. And they are saying sorry up to now and it's still not forgiven. You know how the past has a very fortunate way of presenting itself in a very nice situation where something will be going on and then to make a reference of the past what we have said before. And yet we thought, oh, we have spoken about that and let it go. But it's coming up again. How? So long as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. That shows you are working in love. If not so, you are working otherwise. Are we okay? Now, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 7, verse 16, that there was a day where Stephen was being stoned by the people of the town. And as he was being stoned, he knelt down and he spoke to the Lord, Father, record not or hold not the sins of these people against them. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Stephen said, these people were stoning Stephen to death. Stephen, as powerful as he was, could have commanded fire to come upon the people. He could have killed the people there and there. But what did he do? He said, Father, forgive them. And then he gave up the ghost and he went to the Lord. Stephen, as powerful as he was, with all the power that he had, could have said, Father, let them die. But he did not do so. He demonstrated love first by what? Making God forgive them before he dies. Are we okay? If it was you that had the power that Stephen had, what would you have done? <laughs> you would have done something very terrible, right? Yeah. That's how it is. So we have power, and yet we do not work in love. We have power, but the love we demonstrate is not the love of God. 
we demonstrate wickedness in the power we have and we think we are demonstrating the power of God, which is wrong. Stephen could have equally done so. He could have even used one against them also. But he did none of that. He knelt down for them to do what they were doing. After that, he showed up and prayed for their sins to be forgiven. And even that, he did not even recognize what Stephen did. So, you know, as a man of God, and in a position and a place we occupy in your life, we can bless you and we can curse you. We can do you good and we can do you evil. But it is up to us. It is up to the character of the man of God. It's up to how the person has allowed himself to be raised in love. But when he's angry, he will take his words. Even as a Christian, you have power. You have power even over unbelievers. You are higher than them when it comes to rank. So when they mess up, troubles you. You can mess their life up. Some of you here do not know. You can mess their life up. But should you do so? If you do so, what is the proof of love in your life? Because we are not called to curse. We are not called to mess life up. We are called to bless. We are called to bring life to be rearranged in a better form. So if the man God has given to you, you are using it to curse. What then is it for? Are you really a Christian? If the man you are given is used, then we should be exalting each other, be each other's keeper. And now this person who iron sharpened iron, this person is supposed to be sharpening, is going way well, becoming blunt, and you are also showing him the blunt side of you also. No. It's not right. So now the Bible says, see, in this day, some of you would have been able to command the things to happen for the person to inform themselves in an accident whatsoever. Unfortunate situation will happen to them. But one thing that will set you apart from the people of the world is when you walk in love. Tell us that walk in love. Because as scripture said, love thy enemies and pray for them that persecute you. Love your enemies and pray for them that persecute you. And some people will stand up and say that because God did not specify who or the kind of prayer we should pray against our enemies, then you can pray to even kill your enemies, right? How many of you have prayed for your enemies to die? Or can you show, show my hand? You pray for your enemies to die, right? Oh, come on, you are guilty of it, but you can't raise your hand. We will pray for our enemies to die. Because they will, we quoted Greek and said that so far not a witch to lead. <laughs> Father, I declare. Anyone who's a witch in my life, let them die. Uh, <laughs> I let my enemies die. Let my enemies die. If they die, I will go to the table before you and your enemies. That's my one. That is a prayer of a Christian praying wickedness. In the month of June, the Lord was teaching in this aspect of love. And so I read that some of the prayers we were praying, thinking we were really praying prayers. God was answering and was loving, letting them know that these prayers were grieving the hearts of the Holy Spirit. When you pray to kill your enemies who are humans, it grieves the heart of the Lord. So he said, this is our month of anger, our month of love. Teach the people how to love, not only how to love, but how to pray in love. How did you grieve the Holy Spirit? There are many of us who give the Holy Spirit in our prayer. Die! Die! So you realize that on Friday when we were praying, the one we were praying against was the serpent. The horned serpent, not the person. We are not praying against the person. And when we go to an aspect where we deal with people, then we declare that Father brought us salvation. Instead of killing them, we are saying, Father, give us salvation from them. 
The kind of prayer we pray must change. Okay. Let's assume you are killing someone who is a witch in your family. And then, I don't know yet what. You say that uh, this person, this person, the one doing the family, because the family is so much hard of the person has died, the family will be free. But I taught you when I was teaching you during the month of spirits, understanding spirits, I taught you that spirits don't die. No man can kill any spirits. But spirits can be kept in chain, they can be cast out, they can be kept in prison. But spirits cannot be killed by man. It will only take God to kill spirits or destroy spirits. And there's no other time for the spirits to be destroyed. So spirits don't die. So assuming A is a witch in my family, this A person is full of wickedness in my family. Saying wicked stuff, destroying a lot of things in the family. Am I supposed to pray a prayer to kill this person? Okay. Assuming you pray the prayer to kill the person, when the person dies, what happens? The situation doesn't end. The person is a witch because of the witchcraft spirit. The person becomes a witch because of a witchcraft spirit. So the moment you pray for the person to die, that spirit leaves the person and goes into another body to possess. Are we happy? That witchcraft spirit enters into another spirit, another body to operate. So what you find is that you keep killing people in your family. And the spirit will keep be transferring. Why am I saying this? All of you, you have prayed since you were kids. You have been killing people since you were kids. But some of the problems are still there. Why? You are praying wrong prayers. We are praying wrong prayers. You killed many relationships. And if this person would be let's say leave my life. Leave my life. And yes, that person was a blessing to you, but you let them go because you wouldn't cast out that spirit and you cast it out the person rather. The person might have been a blessing to you, and yet the person was being influenced by a spirit that wasn't of God. You could have cast the spirit out of that person, but you didn't do so. You rather cast the person away, which is wrong. So when we are praying, we have to kill people. Understand that the people die, but the spirit still remains. So what you are doing is killing the person, but not killing the spirit. So rather focusing on killing someone, why not focus on casting the spirit out and the person will be free? Is that a much better way? That's the question I'm putting to you. Is that not not a much better way? To kill the person and the spirit moves around and to cast the the spirit out and take it out of your family and all your family members and friends are free. Which one is much better? To kill or to cast out? Certainly. But you know, we are not being taught that. And they tell us that when God said, Jesus said, that love the enemies and pray for them, he didn't say the kind of prayer should pray for them. But it makes us understand how ignorant we are in reading the scriptures and how we assume what the scripture is saying. I've always said to interpret the scripture, read of the context. Before you pray against your enemy, anyone you call an enemy, people are not our enemies. What is the, our enemy is the evil spirit that resides in these people. Are we okay? The people, the human beings are not our spirits. But the spirits within them, the evil spirit within them, are our enemies. So they say, pray. Let's kill this person. But Jesus said, they have told you to love thy neighbor. And they have also told you to hate your enemies. But I tell you. So which one do you use? The words of Jesus or the words of men? Which one? Will you listen to Jesus or you listen to the words of men? He says, but I have told you, they have said, kill your enemies, hate your enemies, but I have said, love your enemies. Love them and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for them. Pray for them.
Jesus did not say pray against them. He said pray for them. Jesus said pray for them. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. He never said pray against them. There are two different things. The Lord would have said pray against your enemies, but He rather said pray for them. Praying for them is different from praying against your enemies. So we must understand. And then he said, suffer not a witch to live. The witch is the spirit, not the person. Are we okay? So if the Lord is saying that suffer not a witch to live, give no place to the devil. He's not saying give no place to the man. But the spirit in the man is what you are supposed to give a place to. So now if you are supposed to cast, if you are supposed to pray against an enemy, which is the evil spirit that is working against the family or whatever it is, we must pray a prayer of casting out that spirit. That's the prayer that's supposed to pray. I know some of you are having difficulties in accumulating this and then digesting and then receiving because you are used to praying against, against, against. Praying die. Die. Destroy. You are used to that. So it makes it difficult to pray this prayer of love. Of casting out. Because if you pray the prayer and the person even dies, the person is an unbeliever. The person has an evil spirit within them. They die. The evil spirit is out. That person goes to hell. Heaven has lost. Hell has gained. But when you pray a prayer of love and then you cast out the spirit out of this person, what happens is that the spirit is casted out of this person and this person can be able to go to heaven because the person becomes a new creature. Which one is much better? That you, you are able to add up to the number in heaven or you add up to the number in hell. So if hell rejoices because a soul is one, does it end We receive a reward for winning souls. Every believer receives a reward from God for winning souls, even at the end time. We will receive rewards. So if now we are going to receive rewards for winning souls, why do we kill souls that we that make them born again. What reward will you receive from God by killing people? No reward. So why don't we go for the one that will give us a reward? Why? Why don't we go for it? Some of us are having difficulties in our sentiments. <laughs> so okay, if you are not going to pray to kill, it looks as though you don't have any prayer point again. Your prayer point is going to be finished. No. It's because how you have been conditioned to think and to pray. So why now, anytime you're going to be leading prayer now, please find a way to reposition the prayer point. Rather than sprint on time. So if you are killing, what are you doing? Don't you. You are doing nothing. You are wasting your own time. You don't die. But as much as spirits don't die, doesn't mean that the works of the devil will not die. You can pray and destroy and kill the works of the devil. Please. The works of the devil is different from the devil himself. Are we okay? So, a prayer of praying against, let's assume, a divine situation, which is being an affliction from the enemy, which is the works of the devil in his life. If I come to destroy that work in his life, he is free. Are we okay? He is free from the wealth of the devil, but it is a demonstration of my love to him. Are we okay? So I can destroy the wealth of the devil in his life. It is demonstrating the love of God, but I can't kill the devil. So rather than focusing my energy in killing the devil, which will not happen, I focus my energy in destroying his works. What I can do as a believer that God said is to resist the devil and he will flee. He didn't say he will fight back, he will flee. He respects your position. But we are never told to kill the devil, we cannot. It's only God that can, but he has put it from the end of Satan. And we are So it's a difference between killing the devil and your enemy and then killing or destroying the works of the devil. Our enemies. And also supposed to be people who probably we have broken up with. People that probably we have had issues with. People who hate us with us. People who are even paid to hate us. People who are even paid to 
provide false information about us. They are not our enemies. It is the thing we did that they are allowing themselves to influence us. It's what is our enemy. And that's what we deal, we deal with. So I was glad when I heard one of my brother also teaching his people that they, their church did not bring to kill anyone. That's it, God. That's it, God. That's it. And only a few people understand this. And people waste their time and energy killing spirits that will never die. They will go up and the problem is still there. When our prayer begins to change in love, you will realize the answers we receive. We receive many testimonies from this very honest we had on Friday. Many. Some of you have witnessed the ring. Wait, we witnessed it. We witnessed it where we were. And our home was even marvelous. Because it's ready here. To here and the rain stops here and all this place is dry. If we move again, this place is dry, but another place is so and that's right. So unique. I don't think that this money we receive. <laughs> we went, we went, we went. It's okay. The testimony is all your own testimony. Very right from the on. Because we realigned the prayers. And one, we asked one question. <laughs> Even you, you were doing this. And God has given this testimony. There we that we were not doing that. What will happen? You will understand with it more, you understand. Let us give a testimony, alright? That we are supposed to pray in love. I want to read my last scripture to you. Second Kings chapter 2, the verse 22. Second Kings chapter 2, the verse 22. Another prophet again, 
he, he was just black but he was born he cursed and the first two words died so now you can judge for yourself you can judge right but my question is that if this Elisha he was he was impatient in this situation he was he had he demonstrated anger not love in this situation just like you are seeing right now Elisha just after two and he became the 42 so I tell you that Elisha did not have the power to cast out that spirit it was the spirit of mockery, that spirit that is able to make you lose your self esteem. You know, there are some friends there, they can laugh at you. They can laugh at you, and then you lose your own self confidence. There are some friends that never talk good about you, they always talk evil about you. They don't appreciate things about you. They have that spirit of incontentment. I don't know how to say this. They don't appreciate anything. That's how people, that was the spirit that was residing in this voice. First of all, they flocked together. Only two words. They were laughing at each other. And then they saw the prophet. They laughed at his head. Wow, did Prophet that made them stop. And he got out. So, wouldn't Elisha have cast the spirit out of these people? And these two words, at least maybe one person will come out as a man of God and save the nation too. Or these for two boys who grow up to be great people and save nations and help humanity. Did he not maybe consider the feelings of their parents? He just laughed at me and he got bored. What can God do when you have power? A powerful man is one that is able to put power under control in love. When power is being put in the control of love. Such a person is called a powerful person. When someone puts his power under rampage and not able to control his power under love, that person is not powerful because even their own character, they can't handle it. Such is not a powerful person. Because they, they lack in this aspect. That's why I told you that when you are choosing a mentor, you choose a mentor by the spirit and the character, discipline, they are key. Because if this mentor does not have the character and discipline, they are able to allow their power going rampage. And because of something that went wrong somewhere, they begin to curse you instead of blessing you. There are people who have left simply because they were suspended. And there are people who come and ask me, but this person is saying this and this and that. I said, no, this person is my this and this and that. I read the person now. I will not speak evil of the person. But the only thing I can see is that this person was put on suspension. That's it. So they say it for you to begin now speaking pain. No. Power is under control. I won't mess them up. The prodigal son was not messed up. He learned his lesson and he came back. Some are already coming back. Should we didn't go? I still was telling you about one who wants to so come back. The person is shy to come. Because you know how I feel. I love everybody. I love everybody. It's true. You see how difficult it is for you to believe it. Because your mind has been conditioned like uh, you, you can't love anybody, everybody. Uh, uh, you, uh, if you have one person you don't like. No, it's not so. You chose not to like a person. Um, you see, you know, there's some people when you meet them, you don't like them. It's a lie. There is a reason why. You have to find out that it is, it is the spirit within them. What does it connect with the spirit within them? That is causing you to dislike them. Oh, it is you being jealous of them. You know, sometimes you can go somewhere and the grace of people has to be to overshadow your blessing. You are feeling comfortable with other people. They are dressed nicer than you. You are feeling comfortable and comfortable. And you think you don't like them. It's a lie. It's jealousy. So, understand. It's Know all these things, so I don't think that you just don't like some people. No, it's a lie. Just simple person can make you jealous of my thing. You don't like them, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Let's walk in true love, even in prayer. Even in prayer. My question again to you is that when we have two people, one a ritualist and one a Christian, now the ritualist. Kills to make his life better, right? Oh, are you with me? 
they keep the spirit, uh, the, the spirit blood for their life to be better, right? Yes. Now, you a Christian also feel that someone is responsible for that which is going on in your life. And then you are praying a prayer to kill them. When they also die. Are you a ritualist? <laughs> when a ritualist is killing someone, they are sinning, right? Yes. Oh, they are sinning, right? Yes. When you pray to kill someone, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You are not sinning, you are dead. <laughs> I said, the Lord did not say that shall not kill, but say that shall not murder, but we can kill. <laughs> you have a problem with an answer in English. It's clean on the same as murder. Just the condition. Because suicide is killing, murder is killing. So just the condition that you find what killing is. So you just come and put, the Lord did not say we should not kill, but you say we should not murder, so we can kill. Please stop lying. So many of you want to kill here. You know you are ritualist now. <laughs> because not every ritualist even kills for money. Some of them kill just to better their life, just for business to move on. Yeah. So you too, you don't kill them because of money, you give your life to move on. For anyone whose hand is in my money, let their hand be cut off. <laughs> die by fire. Die. 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 And you not know that that kind of prayer is even grieving the heart of the Holy Spirit. Because in killing a soul, heaven will not rejoice. Heaven is losing a soul. And that soul is going to hell. And when you cut that spirit out of the person, the person becomes a new creature. And heaven rejoices. And you also receive a crown. You will not plan because having difficulties again. You still want to pray to kill. Your heart is conditioned to dislike, to hate, to have evil. We grieve the Holy Spirit in many ways, even in our prayer, and we do not know it. One time, a man of God, David prayed a prayer. Someone did something to him and said, Father, let their prayer descend unto thee. I can pray a prayer and I will declare that God will you pray. It will be a sin to God. So God will listen to you. Your prayer is not a sin. And God said that you, you have power. Whoever you say that their sins are forgiven, their sins are forgiven. See scriptures that we, we, not only pastors go, but they did Christians. Let me tell you. Just as I say, you have power, I don't know. None of this is You will not be taught because. Some people don't know how to because I don't know that they can forgive you your sins. And when you don't forgive you, God will not forgive you. They, they feel bossy. And I'll forgive you, God will forgive you. They should be there. And this is scripture. The scripture says, brilliant. He said that you, as you have received the life of Christ, when whoever you pray for, for their sins to be forgiven, it will be forgiven. And the ones you say that their sins will remain, their sins will remain. So I have the power to forgive you your sins. That's why the Roman Catholic understand that and they say, Father, I have sinned against you. And then they will go and confess their sins. And the Father will say that, uh, for the Lord has forgiven your sins, I have forgiven you. It, 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 it isn't something, something that they are just doing. They are practicing scripture. It works, it's true. I have the ability to forgive you of your sins. Not God who, me. I have the ability of forgiving your sins. You also have the ability of forgiving someone their sins. And God will forgive them. But when you choose not to forgive them, God will not forgive them. And that's why God said that when you have an issue, a husband and wife, and the husband have an issue with the wife, when the wife is angry with the man, when the man prays, God has an answer. Tell me that it's not true. <laughs> the power of the woman. God gives to the woman. So even if the man is angry with the wife, and the wife prays, God will answer the wife. But to look, <laughs> so then the wife will be the boss. I'll cook for him, I'll do whatever I think. I'll talk to him. God will not bless him. I'll want him. And you want to buy, I'll put your address here, I'll do this for you. I'll want him. Don't want to like this, this place, look at this place. They become possible. Because they know that scripture. They know the scripture. They become possible. Like you are, like you know the scripture right now. 
that right now, as a Christian, you are as a believer right now. If you choose not to forgive someone's sins, their sins are not forgiven. <laughs> so you two are there. They are planning. Who can do that? It is true. This and this person did to me. I'm not forgiving. I'm not forgiving again. I'm not forgiving again. I'm not, I'm not forgiving again. Some of you are already thinking. It is true. But the Lord gives us this ability so that we can walk in love. So that we can walk in love. He wants to see the condition of our hearts. He wants to see the condition of our heart. And Enoch said in the book of Enoch, he said that the Lord placed the, 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 the tree of life and death in the garden to see the condition of the heart of man and Eve. To know if they love him or they abhor him. It was important to see and he wanted to know what is in their heart. And then after it was done, he said the heart of man is desperately wicked. Are we okay? What is in your heart? That you always want to kill. Which one is it? By now, self, you, you become courtist or courtist. <laughs> the blood you have spilled, I'm part of it. I've given testimony here before that someone did something to me and he paid me. And I said something and his father died. I'm happy about it. But when God told me this thing in June, Madam, sorry. <laughs> because that was power and a rampage. Mm. I was talking about myself, you see, you see that if I had to kill, it will happen. I told him that the pain I felt, you will feel much more than that. And guess what? When the father died, he was struggling with school fees. He had struggled with school fees that time. And with school fees, he was not with that. And he struggled like that. But the struggle he went through, I won't talk. I thought, oh, I did something. Like I told you, I, I took my covering over one guy. And then he, when he killed his people, he couldn't move on. That's that time. And I thought I had something. I'm not doing because power God was wrong with you. And now my heart is realigned. And so should your heart be as a child of God. You might have walked in their own way because maybe some teachings that you were giving. And I don't blame myself then also because it was a teaching I also received. <laughs> yes. Yes. Imagine me with the power I have by God's grace, the authority I carry in the spirit of the spirit by God's grace. And then, just like Elijah, I meet people who are criticizing, saying things which are nice about me. What do you think I will do? I want to show my power before I pay. Right? So Elijah showed them. But I want to be like Stephen. If power has to do with killing people, then that's not power. I don't want to be part of that class of people. That's not power. Power must be demonstrated in love. When power is not demonstrated in love, it is not of God. You must demonstrate power with an understanding of the love of God. That the power you are demonstrating is it going to help the people or not going to help them? I wrote in my book of discernment and I said that listen, sometimes God Himself withholds certain things from you, not because they are evil, but because they are good. You are just not ready for it. Are we okay? It's like giving a gun to someone or a baby who is not a soldier doesn't know how to operate it. It is a good thing, it's a weapon to protect. But in the hands of a baby, it's not a weapon anymore. It destroys the kid. He doesn't know how to use it. But someone with an understanding of it can be given a gun as a protective machine. But someone else will be given a gun and use it to kill themselves. So when God knows that what is giving you, God is a weapon to protect you, you can use it to destroy yourself, he won't give it to you. So God doesn't only take away bad things from us, he takes good things also from us that we are not prepared to handle. It's still his love. Please, it is still his love. It is still his love. If you are praying for a kind of guy and it's not coming, it is because you are not prepared enough to handle such a blessing. So God will make the person waste time with someone else. Then you will say, Why have you been all this while? They have been waiting for you to be better. <laughs> they have been waiting for you to be better. And the day you get better, it will be given. It will be given. 
and that whatever I am doing with you, if you do not start now and you start five years time, you will be behind. You will be behind. And I was listening to an interview by Pastor Craig. He said that one of the advantages I have in my generation is that I started early. Imagine God wants to do something with you all. And that He is going to bless you, make you great, and do all kinds of things with your life. In the next five years, or even three years, let's say even three years. And then you are supposed to start this year, 2021. And by the year 2024, that thing will be established in your life and you will be great globally. You've not started yet. And then you go and start 2023. Where will you be then? Where will you be? Where will you be? It's not his fault, though. It is you. Because it is supposed to rush things for you again to receive that same thing in 2024. When you started 2023, there will be a problem. You will destroy that thing. You will destroy yourself. So you will now shift the time again for you. And you so keep wasting time. Tell someone keep wasting time. Don't work on yourself. You are wasting time. Yes. If we decide not to work on ourselves, we are wasting our own time. And a lot of people are wasting their own time without knowing. They think they are, they are almost born They are enjoying life. Simple make statement. Me right now, I don't want to marry. I want to uh, enjoy my life more. Then I can marry. You know, when we marry, babies are coming. You can enjoy. We told you. <laughs> and so they begin to make some statement. And I know to them, they are pushing their marriages away. Because that statement was not a statement to make loud. They made that statement out of faith. They want someone has done to them before. And I think in the power we have you. I'm okay without marriage. I'm okay. I think I don't need marriage. Uh, if I get one kid, I'm okay. If I get two, if I get my money, I'm okay. I don't need anyone. Then it gets to a point where they begin to lose their husband. And they forget that they have made some declarations before. Out of pain and not out of love. And it's working against them. But thank God that love conquers all. Love conquers all. So if the condition of your heart is able to be changed, then that situation can change. Not when your mouth changes its words, but when your heart changes its words. Because if your heart doesn't change, but your mouth has changed its words, and the person comes, you will treat the person with pain of the other person's relationship that you came out of. Are we okay? Are we okay? Let's deal with our heart. Let's cut our heart. As I said last week, that the only way that a man can cut his heart Love. There are other ways also, but the major way is true love because if you, Bible said, then you said in the book of Psalm 119, verse 11, that I will have I hate in my heart that I will not sin against you. His word is a guide to our heart. And if you do not love him, how can you read his word and go according to his word? So we must read his word to know what his word is saying. What is in our hearts? What is in your heart? What is the condition of your heart? Boy, you need to get my books. You will learn a lot. You will learn a lot. It will shape your life, I tell you. What is happening in your life currently? The prayers you are praying for. Some of you need to ask God forgiveness for the prayers you are praying for. The guesses you have prayed on people before. You have to pray to God forgiveness of sin. You have to. You have to. You have to. I know what I have done before, true with my words. I thought I was showing power. I did not know I wasn't walking in love and the Holy Spirit was being grieved. Let's look at what grieves the heart of the Holy Spirit. Then we close. Let me do this in the next 15 minutes. Then we can ask questions. How can we grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit? Now let's look at the book of Matthew 5 43. Matthew 5 to 3, man of God, can you read for me? Matthew 5 to 3. Or 45. Let's do 45. Matthew 5.5. Yes, please. So that you may become the children of the Father in heaven. For he makes his son to shine on the back. So for you to become a son of your father who is in heaven, 
your heart must be reconditioned. It must be reprogrammed. That our Father in heaven, the same Father of His earth, makes the sun shine upon the wicked and upon the good. The unbeliever and the believer. He makes it rain upon the believer and the unbeliever. He gives grace to the unbeliever and the believer. He gives favor to the unbeliever and the believer. He makes them all blessed, both believer and unbeliever. The unbelievers are rich, the believers are equally rich. It is the same God. Should he say, because this person is not a Christian, I will not make them rich. He says, no. They are the same God that makes them blessed. You also, for that path and bless your enemies also. Bless those who persecute you. Bless those who say evil against you. Yes, they are insulting you. Say thank you. God bless you. See, so for them, they will think you are saying God bless you because you are cursing them. How has God blessed you now as you have a test? That is the enemy has made us feel. Say, it's the tomb. It's the circumstances at which you are saying it. <laughs> oh. How have we been taught when we were kids growing up? Why should I say God bless you when it's a curse? God bless you when it doesn't become a curse. It's only when the person doesn't have a capacity to contain that. So he says, let's be like our father who gives good things to the, 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 the unbeliever and who give, give good things to also the believer also. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 to 31. Ephesians 4, 30 to 31. This is how we grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 30. Blasphemy is not the only way you grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit. These are the ways that we as believers grieve the Holy Spirit within us. Please let's listen. Ephesians 4, verse 30. Yes, please. And do not make God's Holy Spirit sad. Do not make him grieve. Do not make him sad. For the Spirit is God's mark of ownership. Mm-hmm. On you, uh-huh. a guarantee that the day will come when God will set you free. So there is a guarantee. The Holy Spirit is coming. Um, he is guaranteeing that when, the, when God comes, He's looking for a mark in us. This is the mark that is going to cause us to be raptured. The mark is the Holy Spirit. He is our seal. When God comes, He's looking for men on earth. He's not looking at how they have seen. He's looking at the Holy Spirit in them. That's the mark. So as long as you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can be raptured. That's the mark. Not a sin, no. He has to look at the sin committed. But it doesn't mean that we should live in sin because the Holy Spirit grants us are pleased to live above sin. Are we okay? Are we okay? So the man is the Holy Spirit in us. Please move on. Get rid of all bitter. Get rid. If you are bitter, you are making the Holy Spirit sad. The Holy Spirit has likeness like a person, he has emotions like a person. And when we are executing bitterness or short, Exuding bitterness towards another person or even towards ourselves, we are grieving the Holy Spirit. Please move on. Passionate anger. You, you are angry passionately. Vehement anger. You can, you can be angry with passion. Me, if I'm angry and I don't hate things that I'm not free. If I'm angry and I don't say my mind, I'm not free. Let me say my mind. These things grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's learn how to keep quiet when we are angry. When we are sad. When, when, when we feel pain. Let's learn how to be keep let's learn how to keep quiet. But when we speak and it's not speaking well, the Holy Spirit feels sad. He feels sad. No more shouting at God either. Don't shout at people. Don't insult people. Don't insult people. And in Oxen, we are made in the image of God. We carry the very image of God. So, he said that, and the king, I said we are kings and queens, the king carries the image of God. A king carries the image of God. And we are kings and queens. So, he said, if anyone insults a king, he insults the image of God. In other words, when anyone insults you, they are insulting God. When they say you are ugly, they are telling God is ugly. So, he says, do not insult anybody. It grieves the heart of the Holy Spirit. There is no one who is ugly. And I explained the fearfulness of people to you the other time. And when God said we are fearfully made, it doesn't mean we are, we are ugly. It means that we have an ability to speak and it comes to pass. And that's what makes us fearful. So please, don't see someone and insult them. Don't see someone's child. They are forever in unity. Look at their head. Look at their head. Who, 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 who bumped for you when you were a kid? And then shorted. <laughs> All those things 
as far as they are, they grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit because we are insulting the creature of God, the very image of God. We are insulting Him. And God gets sad. Some of these things the enemy has made it look normal, as I said, in this day, it's going to increase. When things which are not good, they just look normal to us. The, the, the wrong looks right and the right looks like evil. It's it's sad things the Holy Spirit won't be able to speak anyhow. You are a fool. You are not silly, you are not correct. Come on, you believe yourselves. This girl, I hope she has a future. Leave it, leave it, leave it. You don't speak like that. You are angry and you shot your children. Useless. No. I bet people is a case like that in the, in the local language. We don't do that. You are insulting God. No one is useless. God never made anyone. You think the people is not useless? Now explain. Again, in my book, you let no more hateful feelings of any sort. Don't hate anybody, as I said. It's not good to hate. More. Don't hate. Don't hate. Don't hate. Not even your ex. Don't hate. Regardless of what they have done to you, don't hate. Tell someone, don't hate. Don't hate. So, what you begin to hear as in my ministry, say that we hate nobody. We are not pretending to. We are saying the truth. When I stand here and say, I don't hate anybody, and I'm telling you the truth, I hate no one. I hate no one. I hate no one. God, even God, still hates Satan. How much God? Imagine, we are supposed to transcend this level of love to other people. Look at the number of times you have sinned. Some of you have been sinned just yesterday. But still, God still loves you. He doesn't separate himself from you because you see you made fun of something. He doesn't kill you because you sin. Why don't you persecute others because they sinned? Why, 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 why do we hate people? Because they did something against us. What difference are we from the unbelievers who obey evil to evil? We wait for me. We want to be able to take them back.
So even if your husband or wife is not in church, then don't do it with them at home. If you have a couple, if you have a couple, if you are dating, don't do it with them. Even if they're not here, don't do it to them. Don't do it to them. Not only your relationship partner, but don't talk about friends, sisters, brothers in church. Don't do it. Don't do it to your siblings. Don't do it. it doesn't make you a fool. It makes you much stronger. You are stronger in love. Get better in love. Don't hold these against you. Don't be such people. Come on. Let's not be like that. It doesn't make you a fool. It doesn't make you weak. And forgive one another as God has forgiven you. As God. As God. Forgive them as God. And God can forgive. He has a big heart. But he says, forgive as God. It means that we have the capacity to forgive like God. How many times did you say, sorry, forgive them? Forgive as God. How many times did you say, can you even count? When you were even a kid, you were insulting your mother. You don't even remember right now. Your mom will tell you, we are, we are, we are, we are. All those ones, you don't even ask forgiveness yet. And still, what last Imagine. All those things you don't remember, but still God is blessing you right now. And if you can't love someone and forgive them, so this one, yeah, this thing, it is rather killing you. The pain in your heart is destroying you. Leave it, let it go, and become better. Some of you have gotten slain because of the pain that you in your heart. Pain, eh? It, can, it, it, it looks like it's not physical, but it can deform you physically. When you see them, you know them. Some people need miracles and they are sick of the situation. And the reason why they are sick is the pain in their heart. When they leave that pain, they are healed. It's, some of them is as easy as that. Some, some people, to, to a point of even cancer, cancer. And one of God was prophesying the other day, he said he went to a lady, the lady was going to get a of she has having cancer and all that. And then she got the lady, I wanted to pray for the lady, the Lord said, no, tell her to forgive the person. Mm. And then she, the lady said, this, this, this thing, like, okay, this is your choice, this sickness of oh, the forgiveness. She said, understand. When she went to make the call outside, she, had, she was rushed to the washroom, the thing in the left hand, mm. just by forgiving, as she found out.
area of these, 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 we will begin to laugh more. And I've moved in that stage. I am doing it by God's grace. It's wicked, so I can teach you. Before I teach anything, I practice it first. And I'm doing it first because I can't teach you anything that will not work. It's working for me. I give you the testimony. It's working. It's working. Business wise, it's working for me. It's working. It's working. Are you with me, somebody? Are you with me? Oh God. Let's just finish it up. Let's finish it up. Move to the next person.